Satan is afraid of this one thing, for he knows because of this, he has been defeated. How many of you want to know what is the one thing, if you were to boil it down, what is the one thing that you would say Satan is so afraid of? There's one thing that I can tell you, he is afraid of this one thing. And it is stated in Hebrews 12 and 24. It says, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Hallelujah. Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks a better word than that of Abel. The blood of Jesus is our weapon of victory. It is the one thing that Satan is completely afraid of because he knows because of the blood of Jesus, he's been defeated. He has been defeated. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. Say it speaks a better word. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel was crying out for vengeance. The blood of Abel was. But the blood of Jesus speaks forth the forgiveness of God. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. It speaks the forgiveness. It speaks the mercy. It speaks the grace. It speaks the wholeness. It speaks the healing healing. It speaks a better word. Say the blood of Jesus speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. And the one thing that Satan is so afraid of is when Christians understand the power in the blood of Jesus, that there's power in the blood, that the blood is our weapon of victory. And I just read to you this powerful verse in Hebrews 12 and 24, and I'm going to read it again. Because we need to hear, because faith comes by hearing Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Powerful weapon, powerful. Psalm 91, 7 says, a thousand may fall by your side and 10,000 by your right hand, but it shall not come near you when you know that you are called to apply the blood. When you know that you walk under the covering of the blood of Jesus. Amen. You know it. So therefore, a thousand may fall by your side. Ten thousand, it says, by your right hand. But it shall not come near you. It's not coming near your families. It shall not come near you. It shall not have its way because of the blood. Say, the blood is enough. Blood. Glory to God. Now, turn your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1, starting in verse 12. This is giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, his light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. We can stop right there, church. He has delivered us. He has delivered you from the power of darkness. He has delivered you if you are born again, saved, blood-bought Christians. He has delivered you from the powers of darkness. And he has conveyed. It means he's transferred. It means he's translated you into the kingdom of the Son of God. The Son of his love. He has literally transferred you. Say, I've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. There was a day that you were in the kingdom of darkness, but you've been transferred. 
literally transferred like a vapor. Just from one moment you're here, the next moment you're here because of the blood of Jesus. In one moment, one moment, one moment changes everything. One moment with Jesus changes everything. One drop of the blood changes everything. Understanding the anointing of the blood changes everything. Understanding the weapon of victory we have in the blood of Jesus because his blood was shed because he died and rose again and then he emptied out graves thank you lord demons tremble at the blood Woo. we need to speak more of the blood of jesus we need to pray more about the blood of jesus we need to apply the blood of jesus in every circumstance and as your faith grows and as your confidence rises up your understanding of what that blood really is and what it speaks then you just say the blood of jesus is against you and the kingdom of hell knows exactly what you're talking about amen Shout it louder. Amen. Amen. Woo. Thank you, Father. The blood, the blood, the blood is enough. Look at verse 14. It says, in whom we have redemption. In whom we have redemption through what? Through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. We have redemption through the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. The redemption through the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You know, the Old Testament, you know, the priests would have to go in. They would have to make an, an offering, a blood offering for the sins of the people, right? This is Old Testament. And they would have to do this again and again and again. And every year it would have to be repeated because it was, it was not effective. It had limitations, right? It wasn't, they had to offer this same sacrificial blood um, animal sacrifice every year again and again and again and it was just a temporary fix and it was because of that was the law following the law but Jesus came Jesus came and he literally said I am I am whom you have been seeking it is my blood that doesn't just cover your sins but completely will purchase your life back you have been purchased because of the blood not just covered, purchased, redeemed. Say, I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been redeemed by the pure, spotless blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. So that Old Testament was really just a foreshadowing of the sacrifice that Jesus was going to therefore then come and provide for us. There was no other way. There was no other way. And in Hebrews 7.27, it says, He has no need, like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people, since he did this already once and for all when he offered himself. Jesus offered himself, right? So once that sacrifice was made, there is no longer the need for the blood of bulls and goats to be sacrificed. The blood of Jesus is enough. We must understand the anointing that is in this word, the power that is in this word, because it's power to set you free. Amen. It's the power of God to set you free. The blood of Jesus Christ is the basis of our new covenant, the New Testament. It's the New Testament, right? And so Luke, Luke 22 and verse 20, we often read this when we prepare our hearts for communion. 
It says, on the night before he went to the cross, Jesus offered the cup of wine to his disciples, and he said, this cup is the new covenant of my blood, which is being poured out for you. He is saying, this cup is representative of that which I'm about ready to go through. This cup that you are about ready to partake in represents my blood being poured out for you, of which you will soon see. When we take communion, when you take communion, remember the depths of what Christ did for you and that he has given you authority to claim that blood. It was the blood that rose him from the grave. It was the blood that literally tore demonic powers apart and dethroned demon spirits. That blood is what you partake in when you partake in communion. When you know, you're empowered to do. When you don't know, you're left lifeless. But yet help is right there. That's why the enemy works so hard in trying to cause you to be distracted, not fully attentive, thoughts just going all over the place, but not on my watch, not on your watch. We're speaking about the blood of Jesus that sets captives free. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. In Genesis 1.27, talks about how we were created in the image and in the likeness of God. This is what the scripture says. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Say the word of God never changes. Never changes. So we were created in the image and in the likeness of God, right? But because of sin, our lives were lost to the devil. And through the blood of Jesus, we could be purchased back. We were created in the image and in the likeness of our creator. Then through sin, we lost that which God gave, but through Jesus' blood, it's been redeemed. I have been redeemed. Oh, and I love that song when we sing about the blood. When we sing about the blood, oh, the blood of Jesus, right? We sing about, oh, the blood of Jesus. And when we sing that I've been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. Because you're saying there is a supernatural power that is that is literally taking place. Jesus's blood was not, it's not just some chemical, um, you know, it's not a chemical composition that is, oh, well, it was just, you know, it was just for that time or for that day. His blood is resurrection power. It is the blood of Jesus, only the blood of Jesus that could do what he did for us. No other person, no other animal sacrifice would even come close to doing what the blood of Jesus did. Amen. My prayer is that we really live in this understanding of the beautiful, powerful, freeing, victorious blood of Jesus and not be afraid to use it, not be afraid to speak it, not be afraid to say the blood of Jesus is against that thing right now in the name of Jesus and know fully when you walk away, you already spoke the word 
the better word. You already spoke the word, the better word. And that better word is coming to pass. Yeah. Amen. Matthew 20 and 28. It says, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. Hallelujah. He's our example. Just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. And here's our point. To give his life a ransom for many. A ransom is to buy something back. If you ransom something, you're buying something back that was lost by, by paying a price. There has to be a, a price that is, that is paid, right? A ransom is a release from slavery by the price of the blood of Jesus. We were released from slavery. We, I don't care if you were raised in a Christian home or not. You were still released from slavery. Some of us know full well that we were released from slavery because we remember the slavery. We remember the bondage. We know full well. We don't need someone to convince us that we were released from slavery. We remember the slavery. We remember the bondage full well. That's why we sing. That's why we will not stop singing. That's why our hearts are so grateful, right? And even if you had the beautiful privilege of being raised in a Christian home, God's outpouring in your life, there was a day where he showed you the depravity of your walk. Self-righteous pride. Trying to make something happen. Trying to be good enough. There was a day God showed you. Never forget that day. Never forget how God broke your heart for his. Never forget that he, realized, he caused you to realize the blood of Jesus of which you needed, which set you free from the bondage of sin and the deception of the enemy. And now you're free and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. So you're going to walk in that freedom, right? We walk in that freedom. Jesus, he is the gift. He's our gift. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So the word ransom, it's, it signifies a release from slavery or captivity by the payment of something. Well, the payment is the blood of Jesus. It's the atonement. We are now at one with Christ. We are at one. So his blood purchased your life. Simply put, his blood purchased your life. His blood purchased your authority. His blood purchased your dominion. His blood purchased your access to the throne of God to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. It's his blood that purchased your inheritance in Jesus. We have an inheritance and the blood of Jesus purchased by the blood. We've been redeemed, ransomed. We've been purchased. We've been bought back. And the enemy wants to dub that down and he wants to quiet that. And he hates any message that has to do with the blood. Because if it wasn't for the blood, we wouldn't be here today. You would not be here in the way that you are today. Saved, forgiven, healed, set free, and set apart. You wouldn't be here in that position. The blood had to be shed. The blood was our purchase. He purchased us with his blood. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. So Jesus gave his life and he shed his blood to reconcile us from sin if we believe in him. And 1 John 1, 7 says this. 1 John 1, 7 says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. It cleanses you. You're cleansed by the blood. You're cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Every day you have a choice as to what you walk in. You're going to walk in the light. You're going to walk in the darkness. 
Choose light. Choose the light of Christ. As you grow in your walk, you understand more and more just what that means and how that's literally applied. Walk in the light. You, you feel the oppression? It's not the light. You feel the darkness? It's not the light. You feel the heartache, the heaviness? It's not the light. Walk in the light. Cast off those works of darkness. Cast them off. Walk in the light of Christ. If we walk in the light, this is what the word says. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, of course, he is the light, right? We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sins because he shed his blood for us because of love. Love compelled him. So then, therefore, the truth, the same would be truth for us because we've been forgiven, because we've been set free. Now the love that he's poured in us compels us. It compels us to love one another. It compels us to love him in return. It compels us to love ourselves. It compels us to embrace that which God has given us in the attitude and in the quality of love, the love of God. Love compelled him. He shed his blood so that we could be redeemed. We didn't earn it. Our debt was of sin was so great. And church, he didn't cancel it. He paid for it. You can cancel something, but you still see the effects. You can kind of see, oh, wow, it's canceled, but it's still there. It's always reminding me of that, of that debt, you know. No, 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 no. He removed it. He removed your sins as far as the east is to the west. He removed your sins. Removed. He's removed the stain. He says, you don't even have sorrow. You don't even have shame. He's removed the shame from you, right? Come on. He gives you that double portion. He gives you that joy instead of shame. Why? Because he has purchased your life. That's why we we love to sing that song. You know, not only that he saved me, he saved me, but I can't, it's like we can't even remember like what we did, who we were, how we felt, what we, how we operated in that life before Christ. We can't even remember. There comes a point in time where you, it's like you've gone too far. It's like the point of saturation. You've gone too far. You've gone to the point of no return. You know, when you, some of us, when we were first saved, there was still a point of return. We're like, I don't know about this. Maybe yes, maybe no. The decision wasn't fully made for some of us. But then there came to be that point in time when you're like, you know what? I've gone too far. I'm in too deep. I'm at the point of no return. There is nothing else I would rather do with my life. As a matter of fact, you've saved me, and I can't even remember what I used to do. It used to grip me. I can't even remember it anymore because he's removed it. It's not just canceled canceled and covered so you kind of look at it sometimes go oh yeah that's right no 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 it's removed sin stain it's gone it's gone it's gone it's gone because of the blood of Jesus how precious is that blood how beautiful is that blood how powerful is that blood wow thank you father let let's and you know salvation is free but you know it's not cheap right it cost Jesus everything is not cheap let's go back to Colossians chapter 1 this time I'm going to jump up to verse 9 we're going to start in verse 9. It says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom, spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord. We want to walk worthy of you, Lord. Fully pleasing him. We want to walk fully pleasing, Lord. Pleasing you. Being fruitful. You know, there are people that have fruitless lives. No, we're going to have fruitful lives. We're going to produce good fruit. We understand we've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. We're going to produce fruit, good fruit in our lives. 
It says, in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. We're going to increase in the knowledge of God. When you hear a message about the blood of Jesus, you add to your learning. You add to your understanding. And you use it. You walk in it. You apply it. Verse 11 says, strengthened with all might. That word might means power. You are strengthened with all power according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Pray this over yourselves. Pray this over your children. Go into their rooms if they still live at home. Pray it out loud. Let the word be spoken out of your mouths out loud. If they don't live in your home, pray it anyway. Speak it out loud. There's no distance in the spirit. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers. Wait, wait, wait. We're giving thanks, verse 12, to the Father who's qualified you. It wasn't your blood, was it? No. It was the blood of Jesus that purchased you. That literally was just like a ransom. Just purchased you so that you could live now qualified. You didn't qualify yourselves. Nothing you did qualified you. It was his blood that qualified you. So qualified for what? To be a partaker. To be a partaker of his incredible inheritance. Look at what it says here. The end of verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, in the light of Christ. We have an inheritance. We are purchased with the blood of Jesus. And then it goes on again to say, he has delivered us from the power of darkness. There is no power darkness has over you anymore other than what you let it to have. If you give it power, it has power over you. But you don't have to let it have power over you. But it's a choice that we make on a daily basis. It's a choice that we say, I'm not going to let darkness have power over me because by letting darkness have power over me, I have literally said, Jesus, I know that your, your sacrifice on the cross was so, so like it cost you everything, but you know, I'm not going to even look, I'm not going to even consider that today because I'm considering all the oppression that's on me right now. I'm considering the darkness. I'm considering the heaviness. I'm considering the heartache. I'm considering all the negativities. No, instead you say, no, I'm casting that off. It's there. It's real. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I'm casting that off because the blood that Jesus shed for me, he purchased my redemption with this precious blood, one drop of which changes everything, everything. And I think about that. And I think about one drop of the blood of Jesus completely transforming, bringing health where there was sickness, bringing clarity where there was none, bringing life where there was death, bringing the love of God, obedience where there was rebellion, right? Changes everything. One drop of Jesus' blood when you apply it. Because we've been transferred from one kingdom to another. You have been transferred. It's quick, quick process, immediate. That's your inheritance. That's your privilege. Now, whether you choose to see it that way and operate in that, that's up to you. But it's available is what I'm saying. It's available to you to see this power, the power of the blood of Jesus operating in your life hallelujah are you learning something are you gaining some truth some knowledge that you can walk away with today and say you know i have a better understanding 
about the blood of Jesus and the power of redemption in my life. And every time you hear a message about the blood of Jesus, what happens is you add to your learning, to your understanding, and your spiritual muscles start to grow. Your faith starts to grow. And you walk in a fuller authority because authority grows. You walk in a fuller understanding of the, the dunamis power that God has given you. You walk in it, not because it's growing, you're growing. God's work is finished. His blood has already made you completely complete. We're not going to add to the work of the cross. The only person that's changing is us. The people that are changing, right? We are the people that are changing, right? Because we get more understand. Because our minds start to comprehend more. And the more that you press into the truth of God's word, the more the revelation of what the finished work of the cross actually is, is in you. That's why it's important to contemplate this, to really meditate on this. And to go, wow, Lord. The blood of Jesus. I've been transformed. I've been saved. I've been healed. I've been delivered. The sacrifice you made for me, I don't ever want to forget it. I don't want to belittle it. I don't want to, I want to be so interested. I want to know more. Lord, teach me more. Teach me more about this. Yeah. Ephesians 1, 7 says, in him we have redemption through the blood, through his blood, forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. 1 Peter 1, 18. 1 Peter 1, 18 says, for you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were, you were redeemed from the empty way of life that was handed down to you from your ancestors because of original sin. The empty way of life was handed down to us, right? It says, but with the precious blood of Jesus, the lamb which was without spot, without blemish, has purchased our new life. And so now, instead of receiving what our ancestors gave us, which was spotted and spoiled, right? Now we received the precious blood of Jesus, eternal life, but the strength of God today, the power of God today, the mind of Christ today, the authority of Christ today, the dominion of Christ today, the ability to walk into the throne room today, the ability of receiving all the inheritance that God has given us today. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. And our last scripture is Hebrews 4 and 16. Hebrews 4, 16, it says, Now let us therefore... Come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and grace to help in time of need. We will therefore come boldly. Say, I'm going to come boldly to the throne of grace because I come covered in the blood. I come washed in the blood. I come purchased by the blood. I've been redeemed by the blood. Now, when Christ sees me, right, he's, and when God sees me, he sees the work of Christ through me. He sees the mark of God's blood through me. How do you see one another? I started today by saying, see him, see one another in the spirit that we would recognize, truly recognize, right? And when we truly see in the spirit, we will receive the gift of God that is present. Well, the same is true here. Come boldly before the throne of grace and mercy 
because you've been washed, you've been healed, you've been sanctified, you've been set apart by the blood of Jesus. He has given you full access to enter into the holy of holies. You now have full access. You don't have to fear, am I going to be able to come out alive like the Old Testament priests had to worry about. You don't have to fear, will this be my last worship service ever? You know, is there sin in me that therefore would disqualify me from even walking in, but I got to walk in, but I'm not going to walk out. And that's what they had to be concerned with. You don't have to be concerned with that. But we do concern ourselves with, Lord, I want to please you because I recognize what you have done for me. I want to walk in pure and holy. I don't want any sin, any stain on me.